Hey there, and thank you for making the Parable Podcast a part of your day. I'm Danielle Zapchank. This is the second installment of the Parable Podcast live at Westridge Community Church in Elgin. That is our home church uh, that we did this past summer. And I had the privilege of talking with Sonny Lee Finch. Sonny discusses a time where she struggled with life after divorce and finding the strength to overcome her own shame and depression. Here's my conversation with Sonny Lee Finch. Pretty much, I love uh, stories. I love Jesus' stories. Uh, I think he was a master storyteller. And um, I feel like sometimes, though, when we're reading the Bible or we're looking at these parables, we kind of feel like we're light years away from figuring it all out. And I think the same goes for our own, our own life stories. We kind of wonder, what, what's happening? <laughs> what is really going on? And so... I believe parable stories are parable stories, they matter. And I thought to myself, how many times do we have this story playing out in our life? And really there is a lesson that we can learn from it just like these parable stories. So for two years, my husband has encouraged me to do a podcast and I was like, no thank you. Um, But last September, we started the parable podcast in an effort to really help people share their story, everyday people, because we all have a story that matters. And so I believe by sharing that story, we get to learn, we get to listen, we get to listen well, we build empathy. And I think it's so easy for us to see somebody on the street and be like, oh, they have it all together. They know exactly what they're doing with their life. Um, But when we really listen, we get to hear the hard parts and the good parts of their stories. And so while we're in the middle of this parable series, we thought it'd be fun to have the podcast right here. So Sonny Lee Finch, welcome to the Parable Podcast. Thank you, thank you. So Sonny, tell me a little bit about who you are, what's your family like, what you do on a day-to-day basis. So a little bit about me, how long do we have? (laughs) So um, Sonny Lee Finch, and I am one blessed wife of John, mother of Nate and Olivia, extra mom to Josh and Jamie, business coach to hundreds of women around the United States, uh, daughter Mm -hmm. to uh, Steve and Anna, sister to many. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. I'm blessed. Yeah. Sonny, I know I was talking to your husband, John, before, and he said you were an amazing person, caring, giving. Why do you think that part of your spirit, like how did you cultivate that? Was it part of your family life growing up? How did that happen? Well, I'm the third girl, and I just don't believe you leave people out. Yeah. Becky and Sissy left me out. No, I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking. No, on a serious note, I just, kindness, it costs nothing to be kind. Exactly. Yeah. Nothing. If you, I think this might be your answer, if you could wish the world just had one quality that everyone immediately learned, would it be kindness or would it be something else? Kindness. Yeah. And joy. Yeah. That's good. I know you guys are heading to Texas soon. What is your favorite road trip snack? Like if you're going to go for those Funyuns, I want to know. <laughs> Not the Funyuns. Um... Heath bars. Okay. Heath bars. Um, John and I travel well together, but we always have snacks. But Heath bars and then something salty. Yeah. Sonny, did you grow up in the church? Was Jesus a part of your life as a little kid, or was that something as you were an adult that 
that Jesus came and part of your life? I grew up with the option to go to church, but there was a lady next door to me, um, Mrs. Hatfield, and uh, she would take all of her children to church and I would ask to go. So I've been going to church since I was probably eight. Yeah. Mm. That's so sweet. I think like that's really important to say that you remember that, Mrs. Hackfield, as from a young girl, and that somebody reached out and offered you that opportunity to just go and just to be with them, not to force you into anything, but that is how you came to have a relationship with Jesus. Yes. Yeah. When would you say that Jesus became more than just a name for you? Like it's one thing to go to church and say you're a Christian, but when Jesus becomes more than a name, what, when was that for you? Oh, I remember 8th Avenue Baptist Church in Terre Haute, Indiana. I got baptized when I was in sixth grade. And um, Mrs., Mr. and Mrs. Harbaugh were our youth leaders. And I just remember them telling us about how much Jesus loved us. Yeah. And I wanted to get baptized, so I did with my best friend, Paulette. But the weird thing was when we went under, I thought I was going to come up after I got baptized and there'd be like a rainbow, there wasn't a rainbow. <laughs> there wasn't a rainbow. So I have loved the Lord almost all of my life. I'm 56 and I, I don't know what I would do without my relationship. Yeah. One thing, he is faithful every single day to me. Mm, that's good. That's good. I thought the same thing too, Sonny. I was hoping like a dove would come down, yeah. just like Jesus. That did not, did nope. not happen. Mm -mm. It did not. Um, you know, for me, stories, they just hold such precious memories for me. And so when I get to hear people's story, it is such an honor um, because there is a way about, maybe we don't have exactly the same story, but we can connect in a way that I've experienced that same emotion or that same feeling. And that helps me better under, understand my own relationship with God and how to be kind and love other people. So I'd love for you uh, if you could share one of your parable stories with us today. Wow, the, you know, I've been thinking about this and I keep going back to the same thing, the parable of Jonah. Mm -hmm. Jonah in the well and God told him to go to Nineveh. And same with me with my life. I, um, I own my own business with Mary Kay and I love what I do and I, I started it in 2002. Mm -hmm. Very successful, then went through a divorce and uh, stepped away from the business because I was so broken. And I struggled and I gave up everything. I called the company and said I quit and uh, just had a hard time with the kids. Not only did I move out, I had to raise these children. They have a great father. We have a great relationship. That's God. But I just struggled with finding what I was supposed to do. Yeah. So um, I, I wandered. I, I, I ran from Nineveh for years. And about eight years ago, I know exactly where I was. God was like, you're going you're gonna to get back into Mary Kay, and you're going to tell your story with no shame. And um, I was on 59 at McDonald's, going through the drive through getting a sweet tea, half cut. <laughs> I remember it. I remember it. And I was like, no, I don't want to do this again. I don't, I've done all of that. I No. But I was obedient this time. And I love what I do. I get to mentor women I get to, and men. 
I get to share my truth. I get to share my hard times. I get to share that you can overcome divorce and depression and all of that. Sonny, talk to me a little bit about what was going through your mind, because I think as Christians, we think, okay, we have to have it all together. And so it's really hard to talk about depression if we've had any struggle with divorce or just, we don't want that shiny image to be marred in any way. So when you said you were, you broke and you were strung, you struggled and you wandered away, like what was going on in your mind? Like what were you feeling towards God in that moment? I, I never lost my hope in Christ. I lost my joy, um, but I knew, I knew that um, if I could just keep calling out his name mm-hmm. when I was going through depression. I remember the sand getting up to here, the quicksand, and I told my girlfriend, Benita, I could feel this quicksand, and I knew I was in depression when I thought, I have to hold my head back so that the quicksand won't go down my throat. But I just, she said, you just keep praying, you just keep praying, you just keep praying, and I thank God for her. And um, what was your question? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, how do you, when you feel like that quicksand Mm -hmm. is is coming at you, how do you, like, what does that feel like to you? For somebody who, I have never struggled with depression, I've actually been, it's hard in life, but like, I don't understand that. So what does that feel like to you? It feels like it's a cloud over your head every single day. And um, also, you know, the stigma of being divorced. Mm -hmm. And now I'm a single mom, something I never, ever wanted to be. And I have these teenagers who are conflicted. I failed. Yeah. And I, you know, but... I just knew that God loved me because he never, he never let me, um, I, I was always provided for. Mm-hmm. I was always provided for. Mm-hmm. Like, That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the ways that we wanted to connect into, for your parable story and into this message series is talking about one of the parables and it's the parable of um, the woman who's making bread and there's yeast. And um, it's in Matthew and Luke. And Jesus, um, you know, he says all these things right in a row about the kingdom of heaven and what that's going to be like for us. And he says this, he says, do you want me to tell you what the kingdom of God is like? It's like some yeast which a woman hid within a huge quantity of flour and soon the whole batch of the dough was rising. And then, you know, you kind of read that and you're like, Okay, thank you, all right. But what, what is, you know, what's, the thing that stuck out for me is yeast. Like, what is that? We, I don't ne- necessarily use that day to day. And, you know, for the people of Jesus' time, they kind of took a starter from the day before and that helped grow um, the bread that they were making. And I feel like yeast is, is so small and it's humble and everyone thought Jesus was gonna be this magic ruler and warrior king. And he was nothing like that. He was just simple and small and humble. And, you know, as you think over your parable story and how you have been in your life, Sonny, why do you think it's so hard for yourself and for all of us to be small and humble like Jesus mentioned in this story? Well, I think it's hard to start all over again. I think it's hard to say, I Uh, wow, I got to start at the bottom and build my life back up. Yeah. 
and and who wants it's hard to go backwards mm-hmm. then it's hard to climb those stairs when you already know the things that you may slip on this stair as you climb it but God is faithful and daily 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 I'm big on affirmations I'm big on joy I'm big on feeling myself and talking to myself so if I'm going to talk to myself I'm going to tell myself how great I am instead but that's what I have to do in order to um, there's a song encourage yourself I have to encourage myself Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um, when I'm feeling small I know that God is great big and he loves me and I'm actually his favorite (laughs) and that's what I tell myself every day I'm his favorite. <laughs> that's good. I mean, that's good because sometimes I think we get too caught up. I know for myself in our head, we tell ourselves these stories, these ideas that I don't know where they've come from. I definitely think it's from Satan, but it just, um, it causes us to second guess. Mm-hmm. And so um, the second thing too that yeast does, it causes change. And I think um, if you ever made, you know, bread, if you have old yeast, you don't make bread. Okay, that's fine. Um, It like doesn't rise as much. And I think that when you felt like you were in that rock bottom place, you had two opportunities. Do you choose to continue to rise up or you're just going to kind of be complacent and just kind of feel like that quicksand coming in? So I guess my question for you is, how do you feel like God has changed your heart to help you cause like change in your life? Like what shifted for you in that moment when you felt so broken? Well, I, I think what shifted is that it doesn't cost anything to have faith. Mm-hmm. And I just figured if I could just keep putting one foot in front of the other every single day and just knowing that God has me mm-hmm. in the center of his home and that if I could pour out to people, yeah. if I could just keep giving my kindness, I may not have had much to give, but I could smile. I could mm-hmm. say hello. I could give a hug before COVID. Um, <laughs> and, um, and that just filled me, my kindness, because I knew that I could bring a smile to someone. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to know what was going on with yeah. me. And maybe that's that yeast, you know, it just kept growing and my joy kept growing. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I had bad days and whatnot, but all of my good days, mm-hmm. just God just keeps giving me better and better and better because what you pour out, you get back, yeah. right? So like bread, it just keeps rising and rising. So I'm beyond grateful. Yeah. Hopefully I answered your question. That's good, Sonny. That's all right. (laughs) You know, I think that grace that God gives us, it grows slowly in our hearts. It takes time, um, especially when we have to work through things that have happened in our life, um, trying to like break free of different things. So, you know, it's our choice to whether or not we want to rise up and say, you know, I've tried my way, maybe physically and emotionally, but now I'm choosing to have my life reflect what you want for me. And so he's just waiting for us to let him in. He's been there the whole time. And I think that's one of the things that we forget from time to time, that he's literally there every second of the day. It's just us that has to turn around and say, oh, you're here. So uh, another thing is that yeast, it's slow and it's hidden. And so, Sonny, I'd like for you to tell me what are some of the ways that you've seen God work in your life? And maybe it's been hidden. And how do you kind of seek that out every day? Hmm. Well, I think the way God worked in my life is when I was single and I just started to 
date. Okay. I decided just to have fun. Yeah. As a single woman, I'm just going to have fun. I'm just going to have fun. And I had a little journal. This is like going to the left here, but this is God's faithfulness. I just decided to go on a bunch of dates. So I'm going to be 42 and single. My search for chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) And every time I would come home, I just would just have fun. Like, I'm just going to have fun. I'm just going to have fun. And then God brought me white chocolate. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And I thought, oh, okay. (laughs) It's chocolate. It's white chocolate. I just went on so many dates, and then I met the most wonderful, most caring, um, the kindest person in the world. You know, you get what you want. You get what you put out. So um, I love the fact that I just kept going on dates, having just to have fun. Mm-hmm. And then God brought me a wonderful husband. Yeah. Tell me what it's like when you, as now single, and you're starting and you're feeling like, I want to, I want to find who God has in store for me. What was it like in that journey for you because that has to be hard because you have what's in your past and Mm -hmm. that can easily hold us back. So how was it in building that relationship with John, your white chocolate, as you put it? um, Was that hard for you? Was that a struggle to to know that I can trust him? It was. It, It was a struggle because you go to your past, right? And we don't live there anymore, but the enemy wants to keep us going back to how it used to be. Yeah. And, um... When I, when I just daily would pray, Lord, just take that away from me. I don't want to look back anymore. But you build on a relationship with mm-hmm. a person. And I have to tell you, um, I just liked his soul. I, I liked who he was. I, I love who he is. But when I was dating him, I just thought, well, you keep asking me out. He's pretty funny. He told me it was getting expensive to ask me out. And I said, quit asking me out then. <laughs> and uh, he's like, it's not in my budget. But he enjoyed me. I enjoyed him. And it just, it just became easy because we were friends. Yeah. And we're still friends yeah. eight years later. Yeah. So um, I think the biggest thing that I could say to any person who's gone through anything is let that go. It doesn't control you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't control you unless you give it the control. And that's a mindset, right? That's a daily practice of having quiet time with God every single day and asking him to, just for today, give me the portion that I need. Yeah, yeah. That's really good, Sonny, especially that practical aspect because sometimes we, we're like, how do we do this? Like the Christian journey isn't always shiny and perfect, like Mm -hmm. I said. So how do we consistently um, give our lives over to God and it's little bits at a time so besides, you know, journaling or what you said, how, how practically have you seen that work out for you that has helped you? From journaling or, or just, just anything, my, anything that just helped bringing God back in your life? My whole life has changed because this, that's a priority. Mm-hmm. A priority is spending time with God for me every yeah. single day. Yeah. Every single day. Um, that's how I start my day mm-hmm. because he woke me up and how... Mm-hmm. how what a shame for me not to give him praise. So I spend my quiet time in the word, um, whatever I'm reading. Yeah. I used to do a Proverbs a day. I know a lot of Proverbs in case you have any questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do know that 
When I'm, when I'm putting those scriptures in my heart, when I'm spending time, when I'm journaling, when I'm letting um, whatever's bothering me and I just put it out, yeah. I don't have to go back to that. Mm-hmm. That's good. And that can be five minutes. Yeah. That can be 30 minutes. I would love to have an hour, but I don't always have an hour. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I just pick it up on my Audible. I can go back and listen to a sermon, something that feeds my soul. Yeah, yeah. What Jesus was talking about in this parable of the bread and the yeast is the bigger picture, the kingdom of God. And when we get to share our stories, like we've heard a little bit of Sani's today, we get to recognize that there's so much more that's going to be happening in the kingdom of God. And that's how we build each other up. That's how you know we rise to the occasion, um, because sometimes we don't want to do it on our own. You know, it's really hard. Has there been anyone in your life, Sonny, that has, besides your white chocolate, John, <laughs> has there been anyone that has like walked alongside you and helped you oh. from the moment of brokenness that you struggled to now that has walked alongside you? Yes. Um, one of my friends that I worked with um, in my corporate days, um, Benita, mm-hmm. prays for me, walks me through it, and as I've grown, I have Kiana. These are two different type of women, but two godly women who continuously encourage me. And um, I think Benita and I have been friends over 30 years. And um, then Kiana and I have been friends for eight years and just walking me through Mm -hmm. just because they love me. Yeah. Yeah. It's a journey, and I think when we have safe people in our life that we can share our relationships with and also like what we're going through and talk about the hard things of what our faith looks like, um, that really helps. And that's really what I think God expected for the kingdom of God to look like is that we get to be listening and building relationships with each other. So, Sonny, thank you so much for sharing today. Just a little bit of your story. We appreciate you. you know, God prepares us and that he prepares our heart and our soul and our minds. And, you know, you can probably look back over your life and see where you've grown and you've recognized that these stories, they do matter. And our ultimate goal is that we can rest in God. We can rest in him because our parable stories are able to permeate other people's hearts in the big and small ways. And so we're not going to be able to maybe see all the effects that our life has on each other. But, you know, we can do so little on our own, but it's together that God can take us and do the unimaginable in other people's lives. So he isn't done yet. He's going to help us rise up and he's going to walk along this life with us. Right. Yeah. Thanks. It's one thing to share a story with me, but for Sonny to share in front of a live audience that day, I'm forever grateful. We had a great time, and I know that the audience was impacted by her story. If Sonny's parable story impacted you, all of her information will be linked in the show notes at daniellezapchank.com if you would like to connect. For those of you that really want to dive into a time of reflection, here are two takeaway questions. Number one, what is one daily practice that you can start now to incorporate into your life, specifically when you are going through a difficult season? Number two, 
Sonny shared that she kept calling out to God. How can you talk to God right now and ask him for help, guidance, or protection during this moment of your life? Thank you guys so much for listening. My passion is sharing and connecting stories so we can see God in our own. If your church, women's ministry, or event is looking for a speaker, I would love to talk with you more. You can find out more information at daniellezapchank.com. And thank you so much to my technical producer of a husband for editing this podcast. That'll do it for today. I appreciate you spending time with me. Remember, your parable showcases God's faithfulness and goodness. I'll see you back again again next week on the Parable Podcast.